Nikki Jensen and Brie Piccone and we're late, late to, to the, the party. party a weekly podcast about film fashion and pop culture from two best friends mentally pretending to be our twin brother in 2006 <laughs> today we are talking about the 2016 comedy she's the man starring Amanda Bynes and Channing Tatum and we're joined by some very special guests Jackie and Danielle from no more late bees hi guys Hello. Hi. We're excited <laughs> to have you guys. Thanks for inviting us. Happy to be here. We always love hanging out with other besties. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, wait, we're all best. This is great. This will be a fun time. A best friend square is what it is. Yes. <laughs> when podcasts collide, because no more late fees, you guys talk about very similar films to ours. Yeah, we cover movies from 1995 to 2005. Um, Jackie and I used to work at Blockbuster, so it- you've got to tell us about that. Yeah, like, <laughs> we're trying to know how that was like <laughs> the relics of the past. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Jackie. How was our experience? Um, I I really liked it. Um except for the customers like if i could just <laughs> shelve movies and like organize things it was great i did not like to work the register though and for a portion of my time i worked in boca so the clientele was very needy and demanding so <laughs> <laughs> they were rich they were Gosh, what yeah. were people in boca raton renting in in that time uh, the one that sticks out is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and they yeah. were furious that it was subtitled and they wanted the English version. Yeah. And it, trying to explain to them, like, no, this is what we have. It, it's in in Chinese movie. Like, it's not dubbed. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the other thing was just the transition from full screen to widescreen and trying to explain to them like, no, the black bars on top and bottom means you actually see more of the movie, not less. And then them being mad about that. And I had to print up pictures showing like an entire character was cropped out in a full screen version. It was, it was a mess. Yeah. yeah, They they were a lot to handle. Um, They'd also, literally tried to invite us to their homes. I don't know if that happened to you, Jackie, oh. but um, to oh, yeah. set up their DVD players. So the transition yeah. from VHS <laughs> to DVD was also very strenuous for them. So yeah, it's like it's color coded, red to red, white to white, yellow to like yellow. Plug it I'm in. Not, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not coming to your house. I am not a servant girl for your bidding, <laughs> sir, ma'am. It's wild. <laughs> Yeah, that's both. <laughs> that's not what I expected. <laughs> I love it. That seems almost quaint compared to <laughs> how things are now. It, it was. It was a time. It really it was. was. And like, if you worked a Friday or Saturday night, because that's when new releases would come out on Fridays, right? Mm-hmm. Thursdays, Thursday nights. Tuesdays. Damn, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> but people, okay, so the new releases would come out on Tuesday, but people mm-hmm. mostly would come on the weekend and it would be packed and the new releases would be gone. Because if you were smart, you came on Tuesday to get it. If not, you came early. And if you missed the boat, then you were asking for it. And 
we'd constantly have to go check the the bins to make sure no one had returned it. We knew they wouldn't, but they had to like physically see you do it or they'd complain. So where they'd stand there and they'd be like, oh, someone just dropped something off. I'm like, do you not see this line to the back of the store? Like, I can't just check every single thing that's dropped off as soon yeah. as it's dropped. Yeah. That's a lot. yeah. <laughs> I would lie and say, here, give me your card. And I would pull up their account and then I'd say, okay, I've got your number. If a new one comes in, I'll call you. I never called. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he just told them what they wanted to hear. Yeah, that's 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 customer service, baby. Just gotta be like, and when they came in, be like, man, it was crazy. Nothing came in. I'm glad you came back, though. I I saved this copy for you over here. I didn't. It just was there. Oh, that's awesome. So that was blockbuster. <laughs> in a nutshell, yeah. But it was an experience. People had a reason to leave their house. They. You know, that first date, if you're going to go watch a video, you go to Blockbuster. This is, And it was so key to finding out if you really liked each other, right? Because mm-hmm. seeing what movie a person likes and doesn't like, that that's going to, that that's your future right there. So I wish we uh, had that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I know. I feel like we spend most of this podcast like reminiscing about times like we didn't experience but also being like oh my god it would be so cool to live in the early 2000s and be our age now and you know go out of go to blockbuster on a date and now we have two blockbuster besties in the flesh I'm like, oh. <laughs> i mean it's okay on one hand it's it was super cool that you got to go to blockbuster and like mm-hmm. have a space to go but on the other hand we had to print out gps instructions on multiple pieces of paper to try to figure out where we were going and (laughs) (laughs) um when like movies like spider-man and the the sequels to star wars came out you had to wait you had to camp out and wait in line like you couldn't pick your seat like you can when you go to the movie Mm -hmm. theaters now yeah so there's there's some benefits (laughs) to not being in that time um but also you can go clubbing and you could go to new orleans and flash your boobs and rarely would somebody get a snap of that you know (laughs) yeah you could live your life with kind of under the radar and but now it's like mm, you're on the internet forever so and now we willingly put ourselves on the internet forever (laughs) yeah we do (laughs) we're a part of the problem (laughs) we are (laughs) there was nothing like running home and like signing on to aim yelling at everyone not to get on the computer and hearing that message you've got mail and just be like oh my god who sent me a message and it's jackie and I'm the like, yeah, it's not the boy that i love <laughs> <laughs> no, that's oh. awesome oh speaking of blockbuster i did spend a lot of my childhood at blockbuster which we talk about on this podcast a lot and i can remember being like what 11 10 11 and Renting, she's the man. That I think this is a six, right? Mm-hmm. So I was still working there when um, this came out on on DVD. So I'm sure I've I, I've rented out. She's the man. <laughs> it was our Amanda Bynes Renaissance time. We it didn't was. know how good we had it back then. <laughs> it's we were talking about this before we recorded. It's such a loaded thing, but I'm still trying to to unpack the Amanda Bynes renaissance. Yes. 
Oh man, well, I mean, obviously it started on Nickelodeon when she did She's All She's All That. No, all that, my bad. <laughs> well, she was all that. She, that. she was all that. She was all that. And then she got her the Amanda show. And I think mm-hmm. by the time she got the Amanda show, Jackie and I probably weren't watching like Snick and Nickelodeon at that point. Um, and then it was like Big Fat Liar, which that was my movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was like super excited by the time um, What a Girl Wants came out. I was like, oh, I do like this because I like Colin Firth. Um, And then I think after that, it was She's the Man. And then I think she did um, What I Like About You on She Had Their TV Show. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. (laughs) And the first, I remember watching the first season and being like, "Eh, not loving it. Right. But it started to get better. Like they, it's like they were trying to figure out the flow of things. Because remember, Simon Rex was on that first season, then he was just gone. <laughs> and Simon Rex was Bib, on it. Bib was the friend, yeah. right? Huh? Who was the friend? Leslie. No, Leslie Gross was the friend. She came later, though. She wasn't there in the beginning. I don't think she. She was my favorite part of that show. And like she's that hilarious. show was great. Like Jenny yeah. Garth, Amanda, By- like all very top notch, but. It was Leslie Gross for me. <laughs> yeah. She's hilarious. You guys ever heard of a show called Popular? No. No. So back in our day, before Ryan Murphy <laughs> <laughs> created like Glee and American Horror Story, his, one of his first shows was Popular. And I think it lasted like two or three seasons. It was a teen comedy about two girls, very different girls from school, one popular, one not um whose parents got married and so they had to live with each other and that meant their like friends and family family had to like collide um it was very campy like very very campy and hilarious but insane like the plot lines were ridiculous after a while (laughs) but that was my kind of movie (laughs) (laughs) ryan murphy that's like I, I would say I, I loved it. I loved Glee too, but like popular was my jam. And Nip Tuck was more serious and that was on FX and those plot lines were insane. So if you're looking for some more Ryan Murphy in your life, that's definitely what you should go watch. Okay, but Leslie Grossman was on popular. That's yeah. what made me go down that rabbit hole. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll have to look. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love Ryan Murphy. I was a Gleek growing up. So for better or for worse. <laughs> I watched it all the way to the wheels fell off. I was committed at that point. So it was it, it was a journey. It was Danielle really used good. Danielle used to host Glee Nights in New York City. And yeah. <laughs> I used to have Glee parties and a ton of people fun. would come and um used to host like <laughs> one time Fox News, the local station, came because I was hosting the season finale of like the first season. And it was just, you know, because Glee was such a phenomenon at that time. So they came and interviewed me for host. The reason I did is because I didn't have basic cable or anything. And I was like, I need to watch this show. So I just asked some bars that I knew and then people wanted to see it. So it was kind of weird. That's awesome, though. It was really cool. Created a happening. Yeah, it was really cool. And then um, NBC Universal asked me to host their um when they did the glee project so they had like a season premiere party with the whole cast so i got to do that too which was did cool. you get to meet the cast mm-hmm. yeah 
So it's really cool, like watching because so many of them have gone to Broadway. So like Mm -hmm. Lindsay Pierce, I think, and she was in Mean Girls and Wicked and Alex Newell, who just won a Tony um, for Shucked, I think it's called. Forgive me if I got that wrong. Um, So, yeah, I got to meet all of them. It was really cool. That's awesome. I'm like jealous. I'm like, oh my God. That's That's its own like Amanda Bynes TV show waiting to happen from back in the day. That the whole, I'm waiting for them to make a movie about all the stuff that happened on Glee behind the scenes. Hot Mess Express, unfortunately. Really? Yeah. I don't know, but I only watched like a couple eps, so I don't know much about Glee. You had to be there. It's like the highlight you know? reel. <laughs> it might be a wild thing to watch now, especially the musical numbers and any of the the humor at that time might be a little weird now, but who's to say? It was wild even when it came on. Mm-hmm. You're like, what is happening right now? But also, I'm watching this, so. <laughs> Fully invested. I, I do feel like that a little bit about Amanda Bynes. I feel like with Amanda... To me, I was always just she was like thrown at me as the person for me. Like the Amanda show was like, oh, you're a little girl. You got to like Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Popcorn yeah. pants. You're going to love it. Yeah. You have to be <laughs> into the popcorn <laughs> pants. Um, well, but I, I, yeah, I think it was the Holy Trinity at the time, which was you either were Amanda Bynes. I mean, you could like all three, but you probably fit with one Lindsay Lohan or Hillary Duff. Mm-hmm. those were those were the it girls at that time and um i think it's the 2004 vanity fair it's Man. raining teens yes. it's raining teens that photo that shoot? that photo shoot is like a timestamp of the time and those were the girls yes those I, I don't even think like so i saw someone talking about this i don't even think if they did something like that now it would even have the same effect that that particular magazine um coming out did because now with social media you see those people kind mm-hmm. of cross paths way more than we did back in that time mm-hmm. and it was just really cool <laughs> yeah well it's hard to like i did some research on amanda Bynes, just her career because it was i was a hillary duff and Lindsay lohan girl yeah so it was hard for me to get into a- amanda but I didn't realize that, you know, she was in a, like, a kind of a competition with Lindsay Lohan at the time. I never would have thought they would have mingled. I don't know why. Well, I think it's because at the time it was so much of Hillary and Amanda, uh, Hillary and um, Lindsay. Lindsay. But like I did this post because <laughs> I always go down these rabbit holes and they like dated the same people. And then I did a post about like the guys that were their leads and how like mo- they multiple guys were going, you know, you had Chad Michael Murray mm-hmm. going and Cinderella story. And um, so it was just really interesting. But I think Hillary and Amanda got along. I never saw that Amanda and Lindsay had beef. But now that I think about it, I don't really see. I don't remember seeing a lot of pictures with them together either. But mm-hmm. I think Amanda kind of stayed under the radar. Yeah, I was like, going to say, did she have beef yeah. with anyone? I mean, uh, if she did, she kept it to herself. I think she had bigger problems with the Dan Schneider of it all and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. So, 
Yeah. I, I think it was more of a self-inflicting thing. Uh, Mila Tequila on YouTube has this two-part series about Amanda Bynes. <laughs> and um, she talks about how Amanda would look up to Lindsay and be like, I have to be like her. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like an actual beef. It was more of Amanda's unfortunate like insecurities. Gotcha. So womp womp. I'm sorry. To- <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It, it makes it's it's just so sad because Hollywood kind of does that with women. I mean, in society in general, like the the idea that we can't all support each other and be good, you know? Yeah. And then it's like the girls don't even get to talk to each other. They have like 50 people in between them feeding them lies and nonsense you know what I mean so many and it's been going on for so long like even Patty LaBelle and Diana Ross like they had huge beef back in the day and it wasn't until like Oprah had bet when Oprah had her show she used to have these like brunches and she'd invite like all these superstars together mm-hmm. and it wasn't until one of those brunches that they actually sat down 20 30 years later to figure out that they didn't really have a problem with each other. It was just fed to them. I think that is a lot of it. It's just things being fed. Like the creation of this competition is just, it's all made up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately. And I think Amanda struggled with this movie too, because she said Mm -hmm. she had um, body dysmorphia after Mm -hmm. um, filming this movie, being a boy, which is so sad because I, I, I thought she was hilarious and, you know. Yeah. It's crazy to think like I read that, too. And it's crazy to to think about that because in all that in the Amanda show, she was such a little comedian, like almost reminiscent of like a Lucille Ball or a Carol Burnett or like yeah. a Jim Carrey, but girlified and little. And it's weird to think that she would feel dysmorphic about it because she played all these, you know, it, it just from the outside, it, it seemed like she was so confident in her comedic abilities and that yeah. wouldn't phase her but it's weird to think that it did yeah i mean i would say for her age coming up in, as a celebrity in the 2000s and just like having to be extremely skinny and then they're like making you compete with each other and you know then they started talking about like britney getting breast implants and Lindsay getting breast implants and mm. you know it, i think there was just so much stuff going on and if the rumors are true about what was happening on set with her, with, you know, that man, mm-hmm. um, that definitely is going to mess with your head and, you know, how you feel and how you view yourself. So I could imagine she was going through a lot. Yeah. Well, in the early 2000s, though, we were not privy to this info. And it was Amanda Bynes' time to shine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. We yeah, were, I know, like, how do we, where do we go from? We were living life, sipping on our Kool-Aid jammers or whatever those are called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do feel like she was on top for a while there. She was. What a girl wants. So good. Yeah. Jackie, Jackie didn't love it. Well, <laughs> it's, not, it's weird because like out of the three, Lindsay, Hillary, and, and Amanda, I definitely preferred Amanda, but I think that was because of all of that and then what a girl wants and then obviously she's a man and even like Sydney White I really enjoyed but um or not what a girl wants what I like about you mm-hmm. uh, and what a girl wants was just never really high on my 
watch list. <laughs> I liked Sydney White too, but it was never like if I was going to rank them, it would probably be the least favorite one. I might even put Big Fat Liar above it. I don't know why. It's number one for me, baby. Really? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Big Fat Liar. What? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I like the deep dive Amanda Bynes, like when she was in Saved and Easy A, like when she got to be like the crazy character. Yeah. And like um, kind of obsessive. That's what I liked. I didn't realize she was in Saved. Wasn't she in Saved? I could I be lying. She, she was in um, Hairspray. As yes. yes, that's right. Sorry, not Saved. I I, it's probably because the saved character is similar, is similar to, to easy, the one easy. in Easy A, so I probably crossed those in my brain. I felt you, but also I love saved. So anytime <laughs> saved, I'm like, yes, I can't wait for us to do that one. So back to Blockbuster for a hot <laughs> second, because I have questions. We have questions, yeah. but do you guys remember the Shakespeare like postmodern age where this like subsect of like teen comedies in the late 90s early 2000s all based on Shakespeare or like yes. a, a classic what are what yeah. are your thoughts were these being rented all the time well I mean they were really popular I mean in that teen movie like 10 things I hate about you taming of the shoe um then even clue I mean clueless probably kicked it off it. yeah um well Personally, the 1995 BBC ad adaptation of Pride and Prejudice, the That's miniseries. We're still talking about classics. <laughs> I know. She said Shakespeare or classics. I'm aware. <laughs> I know about my girl, Jane. Um, but they started to become really popular. Then we had Emma around the same time after Clueless came out. I think it came out in 95 and then or 96 Emma came out. Or no, the Clueless come out in ninety seven. No, was it ninety five? Clueless is an adaptation, a Shakespeare adaptation. Emma, it's a, it's a, oh right, of Emma no, I knew. Okay, Jane just Austen. kidding, I knew that. <laughs> um, who else? My favorite was trying to explain to people that oh, which is based on Othello. Yeah, like just saying the movie title because people would be wait like they thought it was an exclamation and not the title. I'm like, oh, you should watch. Oh, and then they'd be like, waiting for the movie title. I'm like, no, that that that's the title of the movie. Sorry. <laughs> One of Jackie and I's favorite adaptation, and at the time it was pretty niche. But when we did the podcast, that was a great opportunity to find our people because not mm -hmm. a lot of people we knew knew about the movie. It's called Get Over It, yes. um, and it's uh, <laughs> it's an adaptation of Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, with Kirsten Dunst, it's and Ben Foster and Ben and Foster Cisco. and Cisco yes. and Mila Kunis. There's like so many people. Martin Short, Colin Hanks, yeah, <laughs> and we love that movie. It's so it's such a like niche, silly movie, but it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, it was pretty popular. People. By the time like the 2000s came around, some of those movies were considered like in the um, the middle section of Blockbuster. They weren't new anymore, but we saw people renting, re-renting them. Those were the ones that people kept out for like seven, five, seven days 
um, getting late fees on because they just rewatch them over and over again. So um, you think they hold up pretty well? Yeah, a few of them mm-hmm. still do. Um, we're doing 10 Things I Hate About You this year, so but we already know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clueless still very much holds up. I mean, I still I, I think I was side-eyeing it then, but I still side-eyed the that's your stepbrother. I don't care how long your parents are married, <laughs> it's super weird. Um uh, other than that, it holds up pretty well. <laughs> oh, any, clueless. Any other ones, Jackie, you think? Um, I'm just thinking of like Casanova, another Heath Ledger movie. Mm. Um now, yeah, I mean and then some of them are just like direct adaptations like Romeo plus Juliet. And- yeah. That shit was the best. <laughs> I would say our generation got, because like every generation makes Romeo and Juliet, right? Mm -hmm. And I think at the time when it came out, maybe our freshman year of high school, Mm -hmm. we had to read Romeo and Juliet. And I think the movie came out maybe like the next year or something or, or the same year. I can't remember. But I remember being like, mom, I have to watch this for school. Hello. (laughs) You know? Yeah. With Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We watched that in my freshman uh, lit class. See, like, we were watching that one from the 70s when we were in school. And then everyone else got the really awesome version. So No, I have on here, what's your favorite Shakespeare adaptation? And why is it 1996's Romeo plus Juliet? (laughs) (laughs) It just hits. (laughs) Oh, gosh, what is my favorite one? I do love the Romeo and Juliet one, but I don't know if it's my favorite because I don't rewatch it a lot. I'm going to cheat and Google Shakespeare movie adaptations Mm. so that I have all of the information. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I do... I really like Nomeo and Juliet. <laughs> like, it was a really good movie. Oh, we forgot um, Lion King is Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Ah. I, I think like even Deliver Us from Eva. It, it's so there's so many. And then um, I think part of why I like She's the Man so much is because there's an 80s movie called Just One of the Guys, which is yes. a similar we and just it was watched one of that, my mom's like own movies, so we I watched it all the time. It's a rarity that Jackie has a movie from the '80s that I it enjoyed. Really <laughs> <laughs> I, I very much love that adaptation, and then I was really excited because I oh, that's that's different. What? It's not a Romeo. It's not a Shakespeare, <laughs> Shakespeare adaptation. Um, Can't buy me love, and then they did love. Don't cost a thing. But I just I don't know if that that's not anything. I was going to say is that Sarah no, but it's it's not. Doesn't everything somehow relate back to Shakespeare? Yeah, right? somehow, some way. I'm sure. It's I do love. Connection. I do love the um, Othello version with um Lawrence Fishburne and I remember having to watch the Hamlet version with Mel Gibson and that one wasn't bad because Kenneth Branagh mm-hmm. um directed it and he's like very Shakespeare I would say Thor is very Shakespeare yes actually oh, very Hamlet-esque except his daddy don't get killed he just gets banished <laughs> <laughs> in the first one in the first one <laughs> how about you guys 
I mean, I really, I did enjoy um, just one of the guys. Like, I feel like it's kind of a better movie than She's the Man, even though I really enjoyed She's the Man. But yeah. trying to think what else. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I also have to cheat, to be honest. Like, I feel like there's so <laughs> many that I don't like that. I was surprised to find out that are Shakespeare adaptations. Yeah. Favorite is probably 10 Things I Hate About You for me. That's a good one. But I did just watch O for the first time, like when I was sick with the flu. <laughs> what did you think? You know, as a kid, I remember seeing the poster and thinking it was going to be so cool and edgy and fun. And I don't know if it was <laughs> me being sick talking, but I I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> it's a little traumatic. It is. It's very dark. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't as cool as I thought. I think I just saw Julia Stiles and um, what's his name? I just saw uh, Save the Last Dance and I was like, they're going to dance. Sean Patrick. Uh, oh, no, it's it's, um, uh, it's not. It's Makai Pfeiffer who's in it and Josh Hart- Hartnett is in yes. it as well. And so is isn't. <laughs> <laughs> isn't um martin sheen in it too as the mm-hmm. like dad or something the coach yes <laughs> i think he's um i feel like he's in it is he the coach aka joshua Hartnett, hartnett's dad in that movie i believe so oh, okay but yeah, i was I also sick so it's a bad fever dream for me <laughs> a lot of people from the early 2000s <laughs> Yeah, that one was just, it was really serious. And I think it was cool that they try to make it a teen adaptation. But I remember at the time, people were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It was just too much. Because at least Romeo and Juliet, like, they somehow made it modern. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's love. But in O, it's like jealousy and... Also, there's it's it, it talks about race, and I think mm-hmm. that always makes people uncomfortable. So yeah, it didn't do the numbers like the rest of the other adaptations, and it's not as light. It's a lot. It's not like a fun romp. Then. No. Definitely right. not. And like I'm someone who in college studied Shakespeare, and I at the marketing of oh, even like thirty years later, almost really got me. So I was like, yeah. it's going to be cool and an edgy adaptation. <laughs> and then I thought about Othello while I was watching it. And I was like, oh, they're going to talk about race relations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're going to they're going to talk about it. I mean, and they did it in a way that I think was digestible. Um, yeah. What, and, and at that time, like if you think about like the 90s and 2000s, this is like the first time that I think in the early 90s when they talked about interracial dating, it was more of like... Um, Ooh, we don't really do this. But in the late 90s and 2000s, this is like when it was becoming a little bit more mainstream. Mm-hmm. But the nuances of what that was like, you know, him. And I think making him a basketball player was perfect because mm-hmm. it's like a way to have him be in this elite school with these people Um and he's popular. And then you have Josh Harnett's character who's looking at him as like, he should not have these things because mm-hmm. inherently they should belong to me because he's black. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was it was very interesting the way that they did it. I just don't think teens at that time were understanding we're it. Ready. 
Right. And then marketing it that way to teens meant that older populations weren't even looking at it. So mm-hmm. it missed it. It missed mark. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a fun romp like she's the man. It was no. not. <laughs> but I get it. Um, what did you guys think of She's the Man? It's great. It's one of one of my faves. I f- I don't know. I feel like if, if we were going to make uh, an, uh, what's the, a contingency, I guess, or be lenient out of our 2005 time period, that might be one of the movies we would mm-hmm. do. How about you, Jackie? I think, like I said, I, I think it probably falls pretty high towards the list for me um, for like Amanda Bynes movies. It's just fun. And the the characters are all very quirky, but still believable. Because <laughs> um, sometimes you get um, auxiliary characters where you're just like, that. this is just a caricature of a person. But like you really believe like Eunice is in it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear you guys <laughs> oh Eunice. <laughs> so I, I i very much enjoy she's the man and then who doesn't like like mid-aughts channing tatum in a yes movie? i totally forgot he was in this movie when i rewatched it i was like wait a minute what is he doing here i love that amanda Bynes really fought for him um mm-hmm. to be in this movie and i know that they were fighting it because he was so much older than her at the time um but she was just like no he's like the perfect person and i think before this movie i couldn't i can't really think of something else i had seen with him in it except that horrible horrible movie with anne hathaway i think it's called havoc oh god that movie's so what there's a there's a movie you've seen it (laughs) i have seen clips of it it is literally white suburban kids trying to live that life and they play those role to, roles too well because it is cringe, cringe mm. to hear Anne Hathaway. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh. bad. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, he's in it. So is Gordon. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in it as well. There's, like, a lot of people in that movie. Oh. Um, I guess they so. wanted to sweep that one under the rug. Like, they wanted to forget <laughs> it. I, yeah. I wish I could sweep it out of my brain, but I can't. And it's in our time period, Jackie, so yay. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to have to get to some of those where we're just like, why? <laughs> yeah. There's always going to be some movies like that. Yeah. But. Yeah. Sometimes they're their most fun episodes because yeah. walls to the wall, you know? Yeah. There's even some movies that like we've been like, oh, we loved it growing up. Let's do a, an episode on it and rewatch it. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, this wasn't good. <laughs> it's not how I yeah. <laughs> um, We have those. We have completely conflicting views sometimes sometimes we're on the same page but sometimes one of us brings our nostalgia to a movie and we're like we don't care we still love it while the Mm -hmm. other one tears it apart (laughs) it's those are rough those are rough episodes (laughs) (laughs) it's all part of the process oh for sure we'll have to turn it off eventually when we get down hillary duff territory i just know it (laughs) Uh, we did raise your voice and I was like, what, what did you make me watch? <laughs> me? I didn't like that movie. I don't think, no, that one was. No, it was a guest that had requested it. Right. <laughs> it was the, yes. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes we have guests and they want to watch things. We're like, okay. 
sometimes we have guests who are our friends and want to torture us. Like our friend Andrew <laughs> made us watch. Hung Pao, Enter the Fist. It's so bad. It's, <laughs> I don't know. I love bad ben. movies, though. <laughs> that one, there's bad and then there's that. I don't know what that is, like what I would category, ca- categorize yeah. that as. It, it's literally like, I don't know what I just watched. <laughs> and somehow I was still complimenting the CGI because it was from 2002. I'm like... The CGI really held up, but I don't know what I just watched. <laughs> Never again. No. So bad. I, I think of that movie and like Freddie got fingered in this like mm-hmm. weird universe that I kind of dig. <laughs> <laughs> but she's the man. Channing Tatum really like surprised me. Not in this movie, but he just surprised me surprises me in general he's someone that like you just look at and you're like that's a model mm-hmm. and that's yeah. it and then you know he's a very good actor come to find out he can dance he's dating zoe kravitz which means he's the coolest <laughs> <laughs> um i think i what really surprised me is his sense of humor and willing to make fun of himself because mm. like he shows up in uh this is the end as like a camp. <laughs> i'm just like channing tatum i didn't know you had it in you like it's just it's very refreshing when he pops up randomly in movies and in spaces you didn't really think because you have this perception of him yeah he would ever be game to to do I love him in the 21 Jump Street movies. Yes, mm-hmm. that's what I was just thinking. He's, great. <laughs> He's hilarious in those. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he can do dramatic roles because when I saw The Vow, I was like, Ugh, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. Um, and I, it was believable. Also, Rachel McAdams can literally do no wrong. And yeah. how could you not pretend to fall in love with her? You know? Or prove your love to her every day. <laughs> right. You know what's just a sad note? The vow was based on a real couple and they broke up in real life, y'all. Oh, oh I hate that. I hate hearing it. things like that. They didn't make it. And guess what? She cheated on him. But I would use that to my advantage. I would be like, I didn't remember. I forgot again. Daniel, <laughs> my husband. <laughs> right, just, yeah. Keep it going. I would have to. I would have to. You know how expensive divorce is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no what are way. your thoughts on Channing Tatum? I like him. I mean, he's hot. I don't know. It's hard not to like him. I mean, he does play these roles where he's kind of like a jock, but which I don't usually go for that kind of dude, but I'm like, okay with it you know i love that his abs his six-pack is like high up here and then there's just this tail situation happening here right like why why your abs up here and and what is it like what do we call this section here (laughs) science (laughs) yeah i only know this because i saw a viral instagram tiktok where this husband was showing his wife pictures of abs of different celebrities. And he's like, I bet you won't guess. And she, of course, got all of them right. And then Channing's 
torso came up and, and he was like, yeah, that, that's a six pack up there. I was like, damn. Channing's Tatum. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we'll call that area. It's a new scientific term. <laughs> um, I love the cast in this movie. The girl that plays one of Viola's friends and the girl that plays um, the blonde girl. I can't, not the mean one, but then the one that likes her. Mercedes? No. Is it Olivia? Olivia. Both of those girls were in another movie, like literally the next year or the same year called The Covenant. That movie's plot is stupid. (laughs) The movie is dumb. But it has literally War and Peace from Sky High Jackie. Mm-hmm. It has um, the guy from Gossip Girl. Who is it? My man, Chase Crawford? It is. It okay. is. Ooh. And Sebastian Stan. Like, every man wow. in that movie is fucking hot. I don't care what the plot is. I don't even <laughs> know what the plot is. I know it's bad. But I watch. I'll If it comes on TV, I'll watch it every time. <laughs> we'll add that one to the list too. Yes. I love, I love like this expo, like being exposed to like some more Le- movies. Invite more old ladies to your show. You'll find out about more movies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Covenant. It's a hot watch. Okay. okay. Yeah. Noted. <laughs> Hotter Oof. than um Magic Mike. It's different. Different. Even <laughs> Soderbergh didn't write the Covenant. No, but you know what? It might be a good double feature. Okay. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, it might be a good double feature. You know? Yeah. Just I'm saying. into this. <laughs> oh, I would. Speaking- I would end on. I would end on Magic Mike though. Start with Covenant. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, speaking of crazy plots. <laughs> okay. This is a crazy plot. I mean, this is a Shakespeare plot. Yeah. But yeah. So how would you describe the plot of this film? So we have Viola Mm -hmm. played by Amanda Bynes, Mm -hmm. who is on the girls soccer team in her high school and it gets cut and she hatches this plan to dress like her brother, Sebastian, and join his prep school team. And be a boy. And get back, like beat the other team that kicked her out, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other things. <laughs> her boyfriend played on it. And another like connection, because the guy who plays her boyfriend in this movie and Jenny Tatum were both in the Step Up movies, which are just white versions of You Got Served. But I digress. Uh, <laughs> the movie's, um, it's a it's mess. Shakespeare was a messy bitch. Mm-hmm. Really yep. and truly. That's all this is. It's just mess, <laughs> but fun mess. Such and fun. I don't think anybody else could have done this movie besides Amanda Bynes because of her comedic timing and her physical like acting mm-hmm. makes this even more hilarious playing this role. Especially during this time, I don't think there 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 was anyone. Yeah, I'm trying to think and I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I mean, maybe a couple years after Emma Stone. I could see yeah. slaying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. And it, with just one of the guys that I feel like they took such a serious approach to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's both. They're 
both coming from a like a very feminist standpoint in the sense that there's an injustice and they want to prove that there is an injustice happening and that the only way to get what they want, they have to be a man. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just feel like there are so many red flags. Like, how did they not know? <laughs> how did they not notice? That right. She's- she didn't look Man. anything like her brother <laughs> to me. They're built way different. It's true. Yeah. Like their body, like when he like, um, like, I mean, even at the end when he's on the field and then all of a sudden she's on the field instead, like you're like, well, if there were, you he's kind of like, tell. Like, he's like a foot taller than her. Right. But I, I guess. The yeah. Who's his crazy girlfriend? The girlfriend. She's in Virgin River now. And this is us. Yeah. Her character in this is Monique. Monique, yes. Yeah. yeah, she she was hilarious. I mean, like she was mean to Viola and but I, I just think she was pissed because her boyfriend was trying to doctor all the damn time. He's in yeah. England. She's trying to find him. Right. But also, if I tell you I don't know where my brother is, I don't know where my brother is. Like, why love, are you love will make us me crazy? Down? She lying though, Jackie. She was lying. She knew where her brother was, and she Monique knew it. This I is Danielle, the uh, the the villain sympathizer. I'm, I'm not. I'm just. Excuse these me. are these are all truths. Monique wanted to know where her boyfriend was. Viola <laughs> knew where her boyfriend was. She asked where her boyfriend was. Viola said, "I don't know," and Viola was lying. <laughs> just saying. But Viola was lying because she was pretending to be her brother. She couldn't like com- completely come clean to Monique. Well, don't gaslight Monique as if she <laughs> didn't know shit was wrong. If Justice Monique wouldn't Monique. keep bothering her, she wouldn't have to <laughs> gaslight her. If she wouldn't keep <laughs> lying about where her boyfriend was, she wouldn't keep bothering her. And Sebastian wasn't interested at that point. He was That's, like, well, you're supporting a fuckboy, Viola. <laughs> so again is monique really wrong i will say in defense of monique just to play devil's advocate when she does come up to amanda Bynes or viola the first time around maybe in a sassy tune asks where sebastian is mm-hmm. but she just asks she says that she looks like her brother from the back fair enough they're sporty but Amanda Bynes does say call 1-800-BIATCH, which is rude. <laughs> so, like, who is more rude? I think if, if Viola had just told her, my brother's in England, maybe she would have hopped a plane and she would have been gone. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah. Problem solved. But yeah, uh, Monique, she's a touch. Um, what's the word? Dramatic. Intense. Yeah. She's she's a little bit much. I could see why he would be too chicken shit to just break up with her to her face. Yeah, she is pretty intense. But that scene, but not Viola as Sebastian. <laughs> no, but as those three fighting in the bathroom, um, mm-hmm. they had stunt doubles for them on that. Um, but they said the girls mostly did their stunts for that uh, themselves doing that fight scene, which I was like, oh, look at them. I enjoyed that debutante like fight scene in the bathroom. It really mm-hmm. reminded me of uh, Mariah Carey's Heartbreaker music video. Yeah, Mariah is fighting Mariah, and I live for that. So 
think about how many confrontations in movies with women happen in the bathroom. So you have this movie, um, bringing down the house. One of my favorite fights <laughs> happens in the bathroom when Kimmy confronts, um, Jules in my best friend's wedding. It's a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm making a TikTok check. You know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it goes down in the bathroom. <laughs> Why is that? That's uh, such a symbol in teen comedies. The gals I in the bathroom. Know. Have y'all ever no had a fight idea. in a bathroom? Like it's too dirty in there. I'm not trying <laughs> yeah. to fall on the floor. You know. I mean, ghost ghost face attacks. Sydney yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs> And Jada Pinkett, <laughs> oh, no, um, her boyfriend, Omar yeah, Epps, in the bathroom. Oh, it was more Omar Epps, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're, we're, you we're may have to down. do two parts, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's too many bathroom scenes. <laughs> <laughs> an iconic place, an iconic location to brawl. Yeah. Yeah, I would be like, hold on, hold on. A kitchen makes more sense. That's where weapons are. Why are we in the bathroom? Like yeah. a Kill Bill. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but she's the man is not Kill Bill. However, no, no it's five. That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know who else I love in this movie? Who's absolutely just in her own world is Viola and Sebastian's mom. Yes. Who, Jackie, is she not playing the same role as she does in Just Friends? Just Friends. Yeah. <laughs> She's got that ditzy mom role down pat. I mean, it's bringing in the paycheck, so (laughs) keep doing what you're doing. We have the perfect role for you. It's ditzy mom. (laughs) I got it. I can do it. Yeah. No, she's like lovable ditzy. Yeah, she's so sweet. Yeah. Not a mean bone in her body, and her children are absolutely the worst, right? (laughs) Doing all sorts of stuff behind her back. But it, yeah, so this movie does start out with Viola, who is a tomboy who likes to play soccer. She's not like other girls. Yeah. Um, she wears a live strong bracelet and, you know, she's sporty. <laughs> um, but her mom is really pressuring her to be, you know, part of society and the debutante. It's very Lorelai Gilmore. Yeah. Like, gives me those vibes. What are our thoughts on Amanda Bynes as Viola? I think she nailed it. Like I, yeah. no notes. <laughs> <laughs> and did they? I, get- and even as Sebastian, like <laughs> perfect. <laughs> that wig is something else, <laughs> but <laughs> that wasn't really her. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. No, I think she did a great job in doing both roles, and I, I like you know her. I think for the time. They had to let her play the viola part so that she we could see kind of a, a love romance unfold. Um, because they would have not let it just be her as Sebastian and their, oh. you know, him and um Channing's yeah. like just naturally. I was surprised off. by that a bit, like that she yeah. kind of meets him like as viola like at the kissing mm-hmm. booth like how they worked that in there yeah i think they did that on purpose be- but just one of the guys he, don't they don't they don't show do her as 
which I loved because then, because then he has moments where he's like questioning uh-huh. <laughs> like his sexuality, which is great. Cause it's kind of like showing you could just literally f- fall in love with anybody. Like, you know, but they, at that time they weren't going to do that. So yeah, I guess we went backwards and I'm no. alone. <laughs> I was looking for that, like homoerotic tension between Amanda Bynes and Sebastian and Channing mm-hmm. Tatum a little more. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted more of those. Uh, the tarant like, what's his name? Yeah. Moldovio. Yeah. Um, but the tarantula scene where they're like holding each other and shrieking <laughs> and almost <laughs> touching noses. I wanted more of that tension as a yeah. boy. <laughs> right. I wanted more of them being just alone together because a lot of the scenes are with the other guys from the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and. One of the guys is a used to be a Power Ranger, so I I remember when watching, I was like, oh, "That's the cute Power Ranger." <laughs> I can't remember his name now. The guy with the dreads who likes Eunice. I think it's Toby. I think is that his say, name? yeah. I just remember the ending scene where she, where Eunice is like, "Oh, Toby." <laughs> <laughs> Eunice is queen. Yeah. <laughs> I I do really like the the very nervous talk about cheese and how Gouda is <laughs> and it comes full circle like the cheese yes. yeah. full circle <laughs> um <laughs> do you guys think it's weird that Olivia ends up falling in love with Sebastian in the end like once you have been weirded out at this point I, that well, you've been <laughs> obsessing with his sister or why didn't she explore that maybe she just actually likes Viola yeah I wanted more of that yeah they didn't yeah. unpack that enough they she kind of was like wait a minute I'm weirded out like she does admit <laughs> she's weirded out but then she kind of just goes with it she's like oh wait I gotta go find your brother which she's <laughs> never I mean right. he's an entirely don't... different person Right. You don't know him. You've connected with Viola. Yeah. It was those lyrics. It was the lyrics, I guess. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's right. It was his music that she did. So I guess, okay. You're right. Yes. We'll give him that. We'll give him that. I would love a remake where we visit some of, like, of these like gender norms are blurred and like, uh, do I just like the person rather than... right? Like a specific gender, like I would love to see that. Same. A hot take. I love though Sebastian when he's Amanda or when she's she's the man. Um <laughs> when Amanda Bynes is Sebastian. Like I, I read some reviews, like some people were a little divided on it. I loved the weird Alabaman <laughs> accent. <laughs> it's it, like I just that's when I think Amanda Bynes' comedy chops really shine is when she's Sebastian. I don't really love when she's Viola, to be honest, but Sebastian is my my man. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely more fun when she's Sebastian, 100%. And I think I get we get it. to know the character more as Sebastian than Viola. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't spend a lot of time with Viola. Mm-mm. Just no. the beginning, mostly. And then when... She like changes in the porta potty. <laughs> I love how Wild. supportive her friends are. Like they're literally just there to support her. They have no lives. They're not doing anything else. They're just aiding and abetting these crimes. That's what friends are for. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope that if I was like having oh, yeah. to disguise myself as a man to be on a soccer team, you know, a hundred percent. 
I'd just <laughs> do whatever you could, I guess. For sure. I'd, I'd stop. I'd advise you yeah. uh, to get a better wig, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost Tyler Perry-esque. Oh, it was. <laughs> and it didn't really match Sebastian's. And at, the, at some point, I'd be like, hey, like... <laughs> He's not around. Like, you could literally just say you got a haircut and get a better right. wig. Right. <laughs> or just commit. Get the full haircut. Like, and oh, just yeah, one of the yeah. guys. She got a That's haircut. True. She committed. Oh, yeah. But she she looked so hot with her haircut. She pulled it off. Yeah. yeah. That's and that's <laughs> true. That's actually what I was thinking. And that I was like, like how haircut. do I work this? <laughs> I've and then we definitely get like a 10 things I hate about you moment where she's like trying to prove that she's Viola and she like flashes them much like Kat does to get. Yeah. But in just one of the guys, you actually see boobies. Yep. But I guess this was PG-13 or yeah. PG. PG-13, I think this movie was. I do miss that in just one of the guys, the brother is like my favorite part of that movie. He's so raunchy and ridiculous and i'm <laughs> i kind of miss that because we don't get that from the real sebastian because he's like yeah. not around the real sebastian so. just also he seems more respectful just judging by his room like the posters yes. aren't as wild like he <laughs> right. ladies all over his bedroom yeah. it's like normal stuff so yeah. i was actually confused by the posters like i thought it was viola's room at first because there's two oar posters there's gwen stefani i mean i love it all yeah. but like there's like blink I felt like I knew so much about Viola and then it was Sebastian's room. I got kind of confused, but I loved it. I loved the musical taste of Sebastian. (laughs) I wonder if he went to go visit what a girl wants character in London when he went. (laughs) (laughs) They're actually surprised they're triplets. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) I like this. (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah we we didn't talk about so in the beginning viola has this fuck boy of a boyfriend who's the captain of the soccer team yeah Um, yeah he he, says to her like that she's like better than half the guys on the soccer team and then takes it back yeah yeah and then she says my favorite line in the the movie end of discussion and then she's like end of relationship (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah he was a douchebag for real and i like how like viola's just like yeah i don't like you anymore she gets the ick <laughs> real quick and just yeah. she doesn't no chance no chance with him i love that their soccer coach is just like yeah there's no rule that you have to be a boy to be on this team i don't play those games mm-hmm. you know which is cool yeah he was but also if you believe that why are there no girls on this team <laughs> It's very contradictory. Um, yeah. Does, um, does Illyria have a girls soccer team? I don't think so. Because I think she would have just joined it if that was the case. But also, like, how are you switching schools without your parents' permission? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the movie magic, I think. Yeah. Like, all these right. movies, they have, like, that element, I feel, where it's like, wait, if you think about it too hard, you're like, this is, how are you disguising yourself? Like, and then, like, this just doesn't make sense. Maybe well, <laughs> if she's posing as her brother, though, maybe she's just going under the radar, right? Because he's supposed to start at that school. Yeah. Maybe she oh, came that's up with the, right. I think she probably came up with an excuse at her own school that she was sick or something like did whatever her brother had suggested. It's my guess. They don't really show that, but that's 
Yeah, because like, isn't this only supposed to be a span of like two weeks or something? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? Happens. A lot. A lot of rom coms are like that, where literally they meet people, they fall in love with a month or less. Like mm-hmm. it's very rare. I think the only times we really see it go for long periods of time is like when it's going from best friends to lovers, mm-hmm. like when Harry met Sally and boys and girls, that kind it's of like stuff. Years go by. Yeah, but these these films, like I met him yesterday, <laughs> we're in love. <laughs> The teen experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Relationships come and go when you're a teenager. I but. do know that, like, you know, like a Nancy Myers or a Nora Ephron film with a more <laughs> mature woman, they do mm-hmm. stretch it out a little more. Mm-hmm. But definitely adults writing about teens or like really young people like to right. condense that time frame. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love a good like gender swapping like switching places story. Mm-hmm. It's the Mary Kate and Ashley movies, like growing up in oh. me that just loves a good. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever tried to trade places with anyone or no? Yeah. <laughs> we, we were too, we were too good. Yeah. I don't, school, like we just. We did. I, I mean, I think, I, I think I the good. most I ever did was like give my sister mild license so she could get into clubs before she was 21. <laughs> Yeah, I took my mom's because I look a lot like her, well, yeah. especially back then. Um, but yeah, there was no one to swap places with. There was only like a hand, maybe five or six black people, <laughs> just like in our grade. Gotcha. So that wasn't happening. And Jackie and I couldn't switch. <laughs> as maybe much in as early two thousands movie though, yeah. <laughs> and as much as we are like soul sisters, we weren't pulling that off. No. <laughs> well, we've tried, and it didn't work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One day. One day, maybe. I love in this movie, like when um Viola as Sebastian reveals herself, like the with the wig, like taking the wig off. Like Channing Tatum's character, he's like, well, just because you have a wig doesn't mean that you're not a boy. Like, he's like, not convinced. It's <laughs> like the funniest thing to me. That's why I'm like, I think he just, he really wants Sebastian, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. He was feeling some butterflies. <laughs> Could have loved to explore that. I didn't, I didn't remember actual Sebastian dropping his shorts. <laughs> Yeah, oh. that was a weird flex. <laughs> funny. Uh, he's very confident. Yeah. Very. And then the dad makes a comment, which I get. He's like, that's that's a comedy. But he's like, does he say that's my son or something like that? Yes. Why doesn't Viola get that same reaction? I know. There's no support. Was he going to say that's my daughter? No, that's but crazy. maybe maybe her mom. I mean, obviously her mom wouldn't, but you know, it just would have been like, nice. put, put your fucking clothes back on. What are you two doing out there? The hell? I didn't pay all this money for y'all to be <laughs> off the embarrassing me out on yeah. the field. <laughs> I, I would have loved to she's the man um, like directed by Paul Feig, like a bridesmaids style. Mm, yes. Like him and Amanda Bynes together would have been an amazing combination. I would have loved to see something like that. 
Do you think if Amanda didn't retire, she would be like um like a Melissa McCarthy figure? Yeah, I think she. I I really think Amanda could have done anything really Mm -hmm. that she wanted. Um, but uh, I just think she was struggling with a lot. I think for a lot of kids in Hollywood, because Hollywood is just so tainted. Um, if you don't have parents that are going to be all over you and make sure you're okay and never leave you alone mm-hmm. you that's like the i think that's the only way you can survive the system you know if you look yeah. at the differences between the kids that everyone's like all oh, these kids go on drugs but it's really the system is effed up there's a yeah. new documentary coming out about all these people behind the scenes on these shows that were going from Nickelodeon to Disney and they were sex offenders. They were doing horrible things. And to this day, like a lot of the people who were on those shows, like don't even didn't even know it was happening because they were in their own lane. They were going home. They had parents on set. Like, Mm -hmm. like you look at Zendaya, right? Mm -hmm. Later Disney kid. And then you look at Bella Thorne, they were together at the same time. And they talk about how they were pitted against each other. But Bella's parents were not paying attention and Mm -hmm. Zendaya's parents were never leaving her alone. And now you can see the difference in how they handle things, you know? So I think Amanda's parents pushed her into it. Like she wanted to do it, but they pushed her into it and they wanted the money. She talked about like how her parents took her money and her being in the um, conservatorship like benefits them financially you know but they're if they're if she's in their care why is she walking around the streets of la that's true yeah how is she yeah Yeah. that's a good point so um unfortunately i don't think that they had her in best interest at heart and so many of those kids you know i feel bad like there should be more protections for these these kids 100 percent. yeah yeah yeah, I don't know. That just makes me think of like Britney Spears, and if I start thinking about that, I just I don't know. Spiral, yeah. spiral. Yeah. And these are just the ones we know about, right? These are just the ones that actually just happen to be famous. There's so many other kids that are in that system, or so many young actors who are in that system that get used, abused, and thrown away, and we know nothing about it. So, I just hope that some of this stuff gets exposed. It's going to take some really big stars to actually have the bravery to come out about it. And I hope that there's things put in place to protect these artists, because even though you're young does not mean that you should not be protected. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're young, even more so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes your parents look at Macaulay Culkin, like Mm -hmm. your parents, just because they're your parents does not mean they're going to watch out for you, you know? So if you can't just trust the parents, maybe there should be other systems in place to just make sure that the kid is, is safe, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. They're still kids. Don't treat them like yeah. adults. Yeah. Uh, like during COVID that the guy from the little rascals movie, the guy who played alfalfa bugs, but yeah, he came out and was like, his dad was uh, sexually abusing him. And then when he got on the set, 
of that little rascals, somebody else started to abuse him on set. And he was like, it was so sad because it's like, it's like they know that something is broken in you and they target you. Like, it's like they find those kids that are vulnerable. They just know. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, that's just so sad. And years later, obviously you saw that he was on drugs. He was doing a lot of stuff. And if that happened to you as a kid, you do it too, you know? And it's so like available, you know, you look at like Drew Barrymore, she was at clubs when she was like nine, (laughs) you know, drink. Like there are little pictures of her in a bar, in a restaurant, or at parties with grown adults laughing and giggling at her. She's so cute. Like, she's like a, a little doll that, like, is there for their entertainment. Yeah. And anybody with sense would be like, where is your mama? Like, what is <laughs> happening right now? You think I could be at a party and there's a, and it's not a wedding. And there's a nine-year-old with a bottle, a glass of champagne. And I'm just like, oh, there's Drew. It's like, like with Drew Barrymore, the mom was right beside her, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. But still doesn't mean I'm not calling CPS. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a child here drinking, yeah. doing lines in the bathroom. Disgusting. Yeah. I would have taken it myself. Right. You coming home with me. Your mom ain't right. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, hopefully the tides are turning. You know, I don't see as many kids like having that child stardom, which for better or for worse, you know, but I don't see, I don't know. I feel like growing, when we were growing up, it was like prime time for child stars. Mm-hmm. Like we're like the prime Disney generation, the Miley's, yeah. the Demi's, you know. That's because now they don't have a centralized place for children. And actually what we're experiencing is a whole nother issue, which is children don't have places, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have a Disney tra- channel. You don't have like, if you go to Netflix, everything is open unless you as a parent are putting those restrictions. So now you have kids going to Sephora and tr- they're trying to do their makeup routine. We are literally because, talking about oh, yeah. this uh, episode. <laughs> there's no place for them. There's there's no tweens area yeah. for for kids anymore. It's like you go from the the daycare area time, elementary school time, and there's stuff targeted to them. And then after that, it's over. And um, I think we're experiencing that kids are not being kids. They're going on YouTube and watching influencers and on TikTok. And there's no, like, this is just for kids. And so Mm -hmm. that's a little little scary because now these kids are not growing up in the way that you would want a kid to be. They're not going outside anywhere. It's just like so many different things. I don't want to sound like a boomer, but (laughs) (laughs) back in my day, we would be outside all day. But um, yeah, no, I think now you're having the opposite. You're not going to get kid teen stars in that same way because everyone's trying to grow up, mm-hmm. you know, not to ever talk about Beyonce, but what, what, why is Blue Ivy at every goddamn event? Mm-hmm. That girl's 11. Take your ass home. <laughs> you don't need to be on the stage with daddy making a statement about your mom not winning Grammys at the Grammys. You're 11. Did you at least he t- yeah. at least he took her up on stage rather than leaving her in the audience with her mama? She I should forgot be Beyonce was there. Beyonce looks so different at the Grammys. <laughs> I forgot Beyonce was there. Uh, um, she's she's in her country era. Oh, Jackie. I, 
with her Becky blonde hair. <laughs> and I love it. I love this journey for us. Did you guys see um uh, not homecoming? It was her Renaissance, the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I did know. like that there's a whole journey with blue, you know, dancing and the criticism and getting better. I do like I want little girls to see that. Like yeah. Blue Ivy learning. How I, I mean, know. look, your mom is Beyonce. I get it. But also you're 11. Why is, you're 11 years old. <laughs> I know what her parents are doing, but also like, again, I love Beyonce. Okay. <laughs> love her. Love blue. I'm just saying that this is like the situation that we're in. Like these kids are not being able to be kids. And that's yeah. not to say that Beyonce is not letting her be a kid, but like, it was just an example. Yeah. Bay Beehive, I know you find people. Please don't come for me. <laughs> I'm one of us. I'm one of y'all. <laughs> you sound like me criticizing Taylor Swift on every single episode. <laughs> oh, I could do that all day. Jackie won't, but I was. <laughs> I ain't got no problems. <laughs> I ain't got no problems. <laughs> Tay Tay can get a few criticisms from me. <laughs> I'm flying halfway around the world to see her. So, so is she. Oh, fuck the world. Fuck the carbon emissions. Whatever. <laughs> Tay Tay's gotta Tay Tay's gotta go see her fake boyfriend. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She's not even the top ten of uh, Don't carbon emissions. She's still doing it. And I, I'll talk about the other people too. And she pays to offset her carbon emissions. And what do you like grow more trees or yeah you pay to uh, plant trees and she doubles all of her carbon emissions she pays to and you know why she has to do that because that because she's that... under a microscope because of people like you not Ooh. like me <laughs> the man the 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 college boy's been doing it and it's not just her that's under a microscope but she's got one of the big one of the bigger emissions and there's it's unnecessary. That's the thing. Like once you become a billionaire, none of them are ethical. And I can say that about Beyonce mm -hmm. right now. She's under fire because there are people on her label that are calling her out that they're not getting paid properly. You have to believe that once you become a billionaire, you are no longer an ethical human. You have had to do some shit to to get there. People don't understand what a billion dollars is. They think they hear a million and a billion. It's like a such a leap to get to a billion. Yeah. It's insane. They are not us. We they are just taking from us. <laughs> and I just think at a point where you there's a certain amount of money that you can have that you know you're not going to use. Mm -hmm. You know, and they could be doing more. And we as a population should put the pressure on them. I have no sympathy for them. I have no sympathy. Poor Taylor, that she's making so much money and that she's doing all these carbon emissions and, and she has to buy trees. By the way, if you look into those trees, who owns those trees? Do you know that there are corporations who are trying to get those trees and own them so that they know they're fucking up the planet, but they have contingency plans in place to like fuck us over even to more. own the trees? We all need, yes. They wild. own own land they own the land on purpose it's it's fucked up <laughs> she's a man's an adaptation of you know shakespeare we're living in an adaptation of the lorax we're, yeah. in, we're in the dark days it's coming to an end 
I love that as you say with an inflatable chair behind you in the background. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to just live. But if I could go back in time, I didn't know how good I had it. I didn't know how good I had it. I, I'd live without a phone. Yeah. But Any yeah, more she's, about she's the man? <laughs> I I miss Amanda Bynes. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah, she shows up on my FYP sometimes, and I'm just like, oh, Amanda, I just want to, like, take care of you and make sure you're all right. Yeah, I'm like, is anyone looking out for Amanda Bynes? Yeah. Like, does she have anyone close looking out for her? Like, really? No. I saw a conspiracy theory where someone said that she's been replaced with a clone. Yes, I saw that, too. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe it. Is this like I don't either. Levine? situation or something like that i guess i mean i i go down the rabbit hole pretty bad but that even that for me i'm like come on y'all i can't yeah for what like why why would just if, why wouldn't they have to clone her when she was born as well for her to be the same you know what i mean like there's a lot that just doesn't don't don't make sense <laughs> also like you don't need to have her alive to make money off of her sometimes people are richer after they die so what's the point of cloning her? Yeah. Not that sense. I'm not that I want her to die, but you can give her Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say? <laughs> oh, I was just I the the that like reeled me back to when I was reading Britney Spears' book and then I had a like full on panic attack because I created a conspiracy theory while I was reading it. <laughs> the ending of the book is very different than the rest of it. Right. The rest of it is just like a string of consciousness. It very much sounds like a a late teenager wrote it. Like it's very um and the last like chapter and a half are just so different and it feels very rushed. And I'm like did she did something happen to her and she's either completely incapacitated and can couldn't finish the book or she died and they're like we have to get this book out let's just hurry up and, oh and finish it and get it out like i just started reeling because i'm like this feels so different and yeah. this is not her writing it like i just i panicked so I've i'm had like that feeling for a long yeah. time to be honest not to also for <laughs> you know keep it going but well compounded with like her instagram reels and like the uh the conspiracies that it's all um ai at this point and stuff like it's just like things seem to be adding up and it's Something not weird. looking good for britney and i need to go do a welfare check on her. i know yeah. we should all just go right <laughs> yeah well they had to do something to get the free britney movement to die down so now we're all like oh she's fine they want us we to forget really, about britney mm -mm. we really shouldn't have left let our eyes First of all, that wedding. Can we talk about yes. it? Yeah, that wasn't real. It wasn't right. So no. I side eye all the the attendees. Right, like the only person that made sense was Paris Hilton because that's mm -hmm. her girl. But why was Drew Barrymore there? Selena Gomez. Yeah, didn't the celebrities say that they're like they didn't even know why they were there? Really, it was so weird. And yes, maybe like I don't think Britney was ever on drugs, right? And I know she's um, been through a lot. I don't know if she has or not, but Brittany always looked just her skin, everything gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Whoever that is looks like someone 
who's been up strung out on coke for 20 years it's and just she not- she was on um like very high doses of essentially tranquilizers like keep her drugs so that she didn't like have the willpower to like argue back during the conservatorship and stuff yeah and that was the Lithium, first thing right? after she was um taken off her conservatorship she was like i want weaned off of all of these medications that you guys have me on like she felt like she was just like underwater for seven years you know yeah and i heard that knife situation that when she was playing with the knives she actually accidentally like like one of them hit one of her animals and hurt them she was like really upset just like what the fuck? So like, who was flooding her with the knives? No, they, they were, were real, real knives. like butcher knives, like yeah. kitchen knives. The spinning is not weird to me because she's been doing that her whole career. Yeah, let's yeah. be honest. But also, since we're on the Britney train, <laughs> can we talk about what a douchebag Justin Justin Spears Justin Timberlake is? Because like, oh my everyone, god. Everyone Don't get me trying, started. <laughs> trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Mm-hmm. Like people are like, let him have his song, let it be okay. And Britney's kind, kind heart wrote and said, Hey, you know what? I just want only good things because all of her stands were pushing her song that was the same name on the 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 um mm-hmm. charge. Yeah. Right. And then this motherfucker, like, do you not get it? We are in the age of the internet. Why would you do this? Why? Even if you think it, why? You have not made it out yet. I think he thought he was out, out of the woods. <laughs> no. <it was> not. <laughs> He's a man in the in woods. The woods. Yeah, that's what he <laughs> right. And he went and he's like, I don't have to apologize for anyone. And then saying, cry me rip. I'm like, but I'll say this. The black community ain't never forgot. And we do <laughs> not forgive him. <laughs> Yeah. Because Britney has not done anything that we could say that is like racist or suspect or side eye, nothing. And we fucks with her. Like a lot of people ask, you know, name a Taylor Swift song to the black community. Not a lot of people would know. But Brit Brit, we rocks with her. So when Justin was with his bullshit, we're like, nah. And after Janet, we're done with you. Yeah. Take your yeah. black scent cosplaying ass and go sit down somewhere because you're done. Unless you're on tour with NSYNC and I will give my money. But that's because it's NSYNC. <laughs> and that's it's all. not for you, Justin. It's not for you. <laughs> I'm going to write on my ticket. <laughs> I, I'm only paying. I'm only paying for the four people. I don't know him. <laughs> it's funny you say that, though. And I'm like, you know don't like Justin Timberlake. However, if he created a bop with Timbaland, I might be into it. No, I'm down with Timbaland too because the the, the archives of him sexualizing a very young Aaliyah and talking mm-hmm. about this grown-ass man because he was like almost in his 30s when he met her and she was like 15, 16 and he's talking about he's in love with her. What? Yikes. But that's another and- conspiracy. Aaliyah's death? Oh, well, I mean, that's a whole nother thing. And that's got Damon Dash <laughs> and Jay-Z's fingerprints all over it. But that we're not plane? talking about it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we can, but we're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a he's a dirtbag, too. 
or Nelly Furtado. Get out. Get out, Nelly. <laughs> but those hits. <laughs> I know. But they tried to make another song. It was trash. Yeah. They ain't got it no more. It's over. Uh, yeah. Too bad we're not in 2006. <laughs> it's a good time. It was. Well, she's, we're gonna play promiscuous and you know, <laughs> right up into the sunset. It's a banger, truly. This uh, the soundtrack to "She's the Man" had a lot of bangers. I thought I loved it. Yeah, All American Rejects. That was my iPod with Nano. Yeah, they were on every soundtrack for like a good minute there mm-hmm. they were i love them i love that what's his face was in house bunny um uh not killian murphy but the guy who kind of looks like killian murphy. <laughs> the lead singer of, of all american regions <laughs> yeah oh he does a little bit now that i think about that's it. my dream man that's my <laughs> Killian <laughs> Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> or the veronicas were in the soundtrack forever when they were in the mm. carnival scene yep gotta love it great soundtrack it was a great movie it is it's very entertaining now before we wrap this thing up any other she's the man amanda binds i just wish she had more comedies like i like when you think about that time period you think that she was in so many Mm -hmm. and then you realize oh there's really it's really not a lot i can't even find movies where she kind of just made a cameo either it's just like she had those hits and that was it. Mm-hmm. And she just disappeared. Yeah. She was gone. Yeah. I, I mean, I wish we could have more Amanda Bynes. I, I don't know. know. I don't know if it's possible. She seems like she's going through a lot, but. Yeah. That's unfortunate. But still love her, you know? Maybe yeah. the Sephora kids now will watch this and like what a girl wants and be inspired to do comedy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God can only hope. <laughs> so I know you were a big fan of Amanda Bynes, you said. Like, what was it about Amanda Bynes that that really did um, it for you? I I think it's just her comedic timing. Like, I was all about the comedies and, and Danielle. The, like, I don't do, like, straight up romances or anything. So <laughs> if it got too close to that, like... Oh, we're getting on the side of rom in this rom com. I'm like, <laughs> I'm out. So, um, and and just her her comedic timing and uh, the physicality of her humor as well. She could do Pratt falls no, like nobody's business, and so I was all about it. I love how over the top she is, especially in this movie. Like it just it's a little much at times, but then I kind of love it. Like it's just, yeah, it like there's so many moments in this movie that I like laughed out loud just because. She was so ridiculously funny. <laughs> you were talking about relating to Amanda Bynes oh. before we were on. I mean, a bit like as a kid, I think like as someone to maybe look up to, you know, she just seemed funny, like kind of quirky and weird. And so, like the Amanda show, I feel like had an impact on me for a while. Mm-hmm. Just growing up with it. But yeah, no, I miss her. I mean, she's I still her. alive, but I miss her. <laughs> yeah. Miss her in, in media and like cinema. Yeah. Also, I just, yeah. I just want her to be happy, like maybe on some small little cabin, just away from everything. If she can't be in, you know, the movies. Yeah, just living her life. Yeah, just happy. I was happy when she went back to college and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 
It just sucks. But uh, on another note, (laughs) I am excited. I haven't seen it yet, but anyone but you with Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney is another modern day Shakespeare adaptation. So I'm excited for maybe a She's the Man 2025 or something, you know, of that ilk. Yeah, I saw anyone but you. Um, Glenn Powell is perfect for rom coms. Cindy mm-hmm. Sweeney, she's she was very monotone the whole time. Like she's very quick witted, and she did have really good chemistry with him. But she's she's not like a rom com queen that with the comedic timing and everything, and just. She's not funny. Is that does that make sense? Like yeah, I, she was reading the lines. What were you going to yeah. say, Jackie? Oh, I was just going to say I struggle to like her. Like I want to. I mm-hmm. I love Euphoria, and I feel like the movies that she's in are interesting enough for me to see. And every time I'm like, okay, maybe this one, and then I'm just like, still not not it. And then she made a huge faux pas. Did you see this, Danielle? Mm-mm. So she's in Madam Web. God, I, I pretend it doesn't exist. I during do. an interview, she said, I'm so glad to be part of the MCU. And I'm like, baby, you're not part of the MCU. <laughs> oh, that no. is Sony. That is not Disney. You're in the, I mean, I hate to tell you, you're in the MCU adjacent. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she doesn't even do her research. <laughs> Poor babe. She just, look, she already told us she ain't getting a check. Like she's mm-hmm. not getting what she's worth, and so she's mm-hmm. taking what she can get, and and she's promote she's dedicated to promoting these as if they're good. She knew that movie was shit. She did, <laughs> um, but she did what she had to do. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but any anyone but you, I'm it had it. <laughs> it had it. Jackie's probably gonna love it. I don't hate it. I just think you know what it was. This uh, set it up on netflix love that movie so good i just the whole time i was thinking why couldn't zoe douche dosh how do you say her last name Deutsch. 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 why why is she not in this that's all i was thinking though because then it was it would have been perfect it would have uh, been did you know who's who her mama is yeah i had no clue oh and you know and she so has like, a sister too and they did a movie the three of them did a movie oh, really um, her mom is the Leah Tom um, Thompson from Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. And her dad is a producer too, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I was just like, yeah. So she was. I'm sorry, she was the weakest link in that movie. And the, there's some script plot points that I was like, Ugh. gotcha. So she's not our next rom com queen. They'll make it. They'll try to make it. You know, also, they try to over-sexualize her. And I mm-hmm. think with your rom-com queens, that's just not something you yeah. do. No. They still had like a like a booby scene. And I was just like, this was so unnecessary. But because they're so used to her. It's like what Melanie Griffith, had, all the stuff she had to struggle through to like switch from being a sex symbol and Kim Bassender. Like when they did those movies like nine and a half weeks, it was such a struggle for them to be taken seriously. I think we're going to have, Sydney's going to have that issue. Yeah. Because gotcha. I'm like, there's no need. Why, why? Even in raunchy rom-coms, we don't usually see the lead tease out. Yeah, not the lead. That's for mm-hmm. sure. But and look, and I'm all about 
sex positive positivity and body positivity. She's got a great rack. I get it. But like it was I need the scenes and it was unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Wait, like do you intuitive boobs. I, I don't think we see nip, but we definitely get full situation. It's you know, like when Sandra Bullock did it in the proposal where she, you know, they're naked scene, it was funny, you know, like yeah. you you're like, damn, she still she has a great body, but it wasn't like sex to sexualize her, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Or uh, more recently, where you do see everything is um, that movie Jennifer Lawrence was in, No Hard Feelings. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Where it was so, like, over the top funny, and it wasn't <laughs> in a sexual manner sexual. at all. And so you're just like, I don't know what I'm watching right now, but this is hilarious. And she went for it, and good for her. Right. And so, like, was it necessary? No, but it served way more of a purpose than just showing boobs to show boobs. Yeah, yeah it gotcha. was an unnecessary shower scene. But you guys, you watch and tell me if if you th- thought it was <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah. Um, I I think it wasn't even that the movie was so great. It was the fact that we are thir- like we are thirsty for rom coms. Give yes. it to us. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Stop with this drought. Like, I want to go to a movie and see a rom-com. I I love my Netflix and streaming ones, but I want to go to the movies. Yes. Yeah, we say that all the time. Yeah. Like, bring back the rom-com. Yeah. Sorry, we're... uh, Keep us going. We'll go on more tangents. I I love it. Every time I'm like, oh, this is a a tangent. You you guys are talking about something that I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do agree. (laughs) Let's Danielle is tangent. really good at tangents. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a rabbit hole I'm not going down. <laughs> I did feel like, you know, in Knocked Up, the website they have where it's like every naked celebrity. I feel yeah, like I yeah. just turned into Seth Rogen when, when he said Sydney Sweeney's boobs. And I was like, what? <laughs> but I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah. yeah. Thank you Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. us. We should. Do this again yeah. sometime. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. 100%. Yeah, no, no more late fees. Um, well, yeah, if you like 90s and 2000s movies, definitely check out our podcast, No More Late Fees. And we're on social at No More Late Fees on pretty much everything. TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I said Twitter. Threads. Uh, threads. There you go. <laughs> I must say your TikToks lately have been really good. Oh, thanks, because TikTok thinks it's trash. (laughs) (laughs) I liked your, what was it, Southern movie recommendations. Oh, that that one on Instagram. (laughs) I just wanted an excuse to use Titus's pictures from (laughs) Kimmy. I never asked you, Jackie, did you see that? (laughs) I I think I was scrolling through it and I saw, like, I'm really bad about not stopping and watching the whole thing. I always watch, like... (laughs) Her face immediately changes. But uh, I did see that you were doing an, uh, well, it was because I'm like, this is just a note to Beyonce. And that's is. all this is. <laughs> well, in my defense, it's a trending sound. So it I is. had to make a work. A hundred percent. And I have had that song stuck in my head for days. Like <laughs> no shade to Beyonce and her country music song. I live in Texas. Like it's, I really enjoy that song, but I was just like, 
Danielle's really capitalizing on Beyonce. <laughs> right I, you're lucky I haven't bought a cowboy hat yet. I'm just saying if you see us in our next episode. Well, I mean, I've resisted the urge every day since that like that song came out to be like, hey, Brie, let's do a hoedown throwdown TikTok to Beyonce's new song. I texted my hairdresser and (laughs) sent a picture, a screenshot of Beyonce's blonde hair. I said, I'm thinking this is where we need to go. And she's like, bitch, if you don't stop texting me. (laughs) She's like, absolutely not. We're not bleaching her hair. (laughs) I'm here for it. Well, thank you guys again so much. Thank Thank you. you. Well, thank you again to No More Late Feast for being on this episode. And thank you to all our listeners. Please rate and review us on Apple and Spotify. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.